Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 115 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is June the 1st, and I, the Destiny Bad Boy, have returned with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Hello, everyone. We got Iron Banner new weapon breakdown. We got Ghost of the Deep dungeon review. So it's going to be a good, efficient episode. And the Chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. Uh, very excited to finish off the the armor set lore. Finish that off. Give us more insight into what's going on with Sloan in the background here, and uh, and talk about uh, talk about our week so far. And remember, if you're watching us live on YouTube, don't forget that you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada yada yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us a bunch of friend requests so we can play games together. Sam brought the TWAB this week for the second week in a row. Um, not a lot in the TWAB this week. But before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music from everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter at Wink of Time G and also on episode 114. Listening to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. So, uh, Jared, uh, I know uh, it took all of what thirty-five seconds to read the TWAB this week. So, uh, you want to go ahead and get us in straight into that? Yeah. So, um, leading off into the TWAB, uh, the patch notes did go live before that. Um, so, just a quick summary of kind of what to see from that. Um, one of the big things I've seen, uh, fixing the issue causing players to lose connection to the activity during boss encounter of salvage salvage. That is a good thing to fix because that can take a little while. I feel like there's all these activities kind of creeping up more north of 15 minutes instead of like the eight to 10 minutes, what they used to be. So that would really suck to get kicked dur- during the boss encounter. Um, armor, the exotic armor focusing at Rahul is now similar to stats dropped. Uh, for exotic armor, I think people some focused and they seen it where um, the stats are really low. Like some people got fifty stat well, fifty stat rolls on there. That's really bad. So uh, they 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 uh, up and those up. Uh, weapons: the two second delay shooting whenever swapping has now been reduced to about one second. So I've done that a couple times. Where I felt it was annoying. Gun wasn't shooting. Then finally, it would start shooting. So I feel like that's that's the big thing uh, from the patch notes. Now into the twab. So uh, if you wasn't around this last week of Destiny, the the Ghost of the Deep dungeon has been dropped. The armor has come out. Some weapons, exotics out there to go chase. And uh, we went live Friday. You know, I think late nine o'clock ish uh, in the afternoon to. Uh, do our blind run. We got through in a little under two hours, and um, yeah, we also got a live update here. 
that exact posting is bugged and focuses category is not working after update. That's from Reddit. Um, so it's, people aren't getting the stuff they're they're selecting. So um, Witch Queen armor uh, focusing for that, and instead got Crown of Tempest. Uh, and then they got something that released with Red War instead. Somebody did a Beyond Light exotic and got a Kepri Sting. Um, the stats were good with spikes, but they're just not getting um, kind of what they're trying to get. So I would probably just save those exotic engrams for probably next Thursday, maybe Tuesday, and and yeah. try for that. I mean, at this point, I mean, we're going to go off here. We're, we're going to just have a sidebar about this exotic focusing in the price. Like, if they're going to make me spend that much, I better be getting the exact exotic that I want. Since I can't get the exact exotic, I don't want it. I'm right there with you. I've got two of them uh, just hanging out with uh, Rahul in the inventory there. I'm not, um, not, not probably not even going to touch any of them until like some new meta comes out at some point, kind of similar to how, uh, uh, we just had with uh, uh, the Warlock, like with the Nades and the so Chest fine. Exotic. Or, you know, bef- before that, you know, like I've already got good Luna factions, you know, maybe like Geomags. If you would have thought that probably would have got buffed this season if it was going to get buffed. So I'm just kind of holding out. And one of the luxuries of playing this game pretty well nonstop for since it came out as I kind of already have all this stuff and decent rolls on things. So I'm able to just save these uh, exotic engrams until I need them for something that's really good. Chad, have you focused anything that's for exotic armor? Um, There's no exotic that I care enough about for that. Personally, I've gotten maybe four exotic engrams to drop in the world that the first one showed up and it didn't automatically decrypt or unencrypt. So I was like, what? And then I remembered Rahul like 20 minutes later. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That's so you can focus them or whatever. I just cashed him in. I don't, I, I already read about the, the stats being legendary level stats. And I'm like, I, there's no exotic that I, that I need. I've played enough that I have a lot of a good amount of varied stats and good distributions for exotics that I use. So should there be one that blows up, I might actually already have one by accident. Um, and if I don't, then then I'll start lo- waiting for an exotic to drop. And, and uh, hopefully by that time, this will fix itself and it'll actually be worthwhile. Um, but as of right now, with the costs and the bugs that's going on, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just going to let RNG choose what's happening. Yeah, so I think this is kind of a miss for Bungie and, and the time invested into that focusing. So, um, but it's, I'd rather it be during a season than it be with an expansion release, right? Yeah, but like if they, they should have just made it to where you can go select the exotic for that price. Yeah, three ciphers and like a Cinder Shard. And, and hey, we're allowed to hold five now. <laughs> okay. you know how many of those ciphers i've blown at random things just because it was literally use it or lose it 
always blow it at frustrating. the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Grab the one. What is it like? Season pass fifty five or something. There's usually like mm-hmm. a cipher hanging out there for you. All right, goes to the deep dungeon. Get back to that armor set. Uh, looks pretty great. Shades really well. I think a lot of people are loving it. Um, I haven't seen any complaints from any of the classes. I think everybody's really enjoying that armor set. Um, now the dungeon itself. Um, a bit different um, than the previous dungeons, I feel like, of getting through some bosses and uh, the health, how much health they have. So, you know, the opening counter, um, Chad, you, you talked about this. Like, it's like two symbols too long. And if you're not familiar with this, this is just you kill an ogre, go trace the path like you're on a Wrathborn hut, and like you're following like the glowy uh, green trail, killing ads, and then like the end, there's like the symbol that you're following. Kill a kind of hive is that that you have to crush the ghost what you said the uh the Lucent Lucent, Lucent, yeah yeah crush the ghost and then you have like 50 seconds to go deposit that uh, uh on the symbol that you that mm-hmm. you just took it from yeah it's 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 teaching you to how to use the the dunk mechanic on, vestiges on a of symbol, light on a particular exactly it's teaching you the vestiges of light which on the final encounter get changed to a vestige of and the one you killed um so that you can you so your brain goes okay i'm picking this up and it's this symbol that i'm picking up when i do this um so that you can make that connection and and just learn it going forward um the only thing that changes is how you figure out what the emblem is you're dunking on the first one is just deep sight the second one is deep sight to reveal what you need to to pick up, and then the third one is deep sight to reveal which vestige you need to dunk where. Um, but that first encounter, it, it's it's you have to dunk four, and that's two times as long as it needs to be. By the by the second one, maybe even the third one, if you're really trying rule of threes for video games, um, people <laughs> have figured scouts. out. I'm picking up pizza. I'm dunking on pizza. They've they've learned that by the second one. And if they haven't, they probably also don't dunk in Gambit. They don't, you know, there's 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 lots of hard stuff in this game to do. But four is way too long for that one. It's it just drags on because after we dunk the second one, I'm starting to zone out personally. Cause it's like, dude, this area is so big and you're chasing you're you have to kill three waves per dunk like holy moly that's too much that's just too long it reminds me of uh of uh, i know and i know you guys loved it but an opening encounter in um in crown oh yeah i love that it's like this is two times as long as it needs to be two to three times as long as it needs to be so um this the the real the real issue is how big of an area that you're in. Um, the area is probably, would you say it's four to six times bigger than any crucible map that we have? I was going to say it's probably about four blood gulches. <laughs> it feels like it. 
It would I be mean, an interesting, is, like capture the flag map though. Yeah, it would be a sweet. It'd be a sweet big team battle map on Halo. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> Dude, why won't they? Why does Bungie not do that? That sounds great. Such a good right. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was zoning so, out the second time we were playing that, I was like, "This would be really cool." Like capture the flag map. Yeah, I mean it is. It is a big, and it's like I think it's circular. Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I was out on this encounter the first time through it after like once i saw what was going on i was like oh this sucks um (laughs) so if we're going through this encounter by encounter then we're going to grade each each section of this um and i would give the opening probably a d the only thing that saves it is that it does somewhat teach you a mechanic and introduce you to the symbols if you never played any of like the the hive like uh in-game content or witch queen or any of that because theoretically you could buy the dungeon pass and never have played witch queen and you wouldn't know wouldn't know the symbols or and you wouldn't know them from uh the other the yeah the other dungeon that that we had that was hive theme there it is so theoretically, this could be your first introduction to that. Yeah, I think you're pretty mm-hmm. close. I, would, I when you said give that first encounter a grade, I would say D plus. Um, but because at least you're you're moving and killing ads, but that's uh, that's about the only positive. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be absolutely crazy here and uh, just agree with Ryan. Uh, give it a D. <laughs> All right, um, opening that first door, and then um, you're going to start diving down deep. Uh, of course, goes to the deep. You got to get down there to them. So um, with the new mechanic of the season with those air bubbles and your kind of like half-assed scuba suit that you got to go get those bubbles in. So um, these bubbles can screw you over if your teammate takes it without you being in the radius or grabbing the air at the same time no doubt happened to us a few times and um mainly because all the other times in the game the air bubbles don't do that their yeah, bubbles they're client are like side have, not server side yeah and except in this dungeon they're server side and they're not client side yeah sucks so i, I wish bungie should, should have picked one and, and moved on but i understand <laughs> why they couldn't do it in salvage could you imagine like somebody just goes through and grabs all the bubbles at like the first time oh, I through. Would. <laughs> I would grab every one that I was near. Yeah. So I was like, I would have made salvage unbearable if they did it that way. So I feel like they should have did it in the dungeon too. Um, But that, the deep dive of this part of the dungeon, it was a slog. And especially the first couple of times through it's, really slow i felt like uh, at least that your respawn timer wasn't 40 is not 45 seconds because if it was man this might be this might be one of the worst dungeons ever made by Bungie if that, if that was the case but <laughs> luckily that that respawn timer was only about six or seven seconds yeah i uh i did not enjoy this because if this is your first time going through it if your teammates aren't real nice, they're going to leave you behind and not wait for you to catch up. 
and then you're going to be not knowing exactly where to go and you're going to grab a lot of deaths because there's a part about 70% of the way through this portion to where you kind of drop down a hole and instead of going like forwards, you have to kind of turn around and go backwards and you know, no other portion of this have you had to go backwards. So I'm trying to find out where to go, looking for the next air bubble. And after about 10 or 11 deaths, I decided, hey, let's try to go backwards and uh, was able to find the way to go from there. But it is, uh, it's a slog. And even like uh, whenever we did a full run later in the week, it felt like it was, was it take probably eight minutes or so of well, like I could, just, I could just probably, traveling. Probably run it faster now. Um, I mean, that first time, none of us knew where we were going. And Ryan got lost, but we were all lost. So, um, but uh, that second time we were picking up collectibles. So that also took us longer. Um, but this next time, you guys could probably hit orbit and then I'll just run it and then get it. Or we could just chest. find a checkpoint or whatever. There's a chest along there is the a way, chest. sir. Yeah, there is a chest along the way, yeah. But I could get to the second counter and you guys could get the chest because I don't care. Um, And that'll be faster. But yeah, like minimum six minutes. Like as fast as I think I can go because you can't, you can't sword skate in the water. You're just floating, <laughs> slowly sinking down. Yeah. You can sword skate in like three sections, but... Like you have to kill the ads in the area to proceed. So like you, you can't skip. You just, you just gotta go. And we knew along the way, I, I remember Jared saying, this is going to be a checkpoint dungeon to where you just yeah. <laughs> grab the checkpoint and keep it going from there. So I really did not like this section. It's going to be a real pain. People that don't know where they're going and you do know where you're going. You know, it can, I can imagine there's going to be a lot of just pulling people forward. So I would give this uh, probably like a C minus D plus, like a 70 on a zero to a hundred scale. Yeah. Uh, same score as last account D plus here. Like you think like the first sight time through this dungeon and what you experience and what you're feeling and you're not really feeling that good. At this point in the dungeon of that first time through of like, oh, this is this is more painful than fun. So D plus. I like sinking, but no, um, I, I dislike this as much as the other two guys do. The only thing that saved it for me is is are the memories because they're they're so much so deep. And so much stuff going on in there that it's so interesting. Um, the memories, I give them an A, 100%. The The Descent, after this week when we play it again, it's going to be a D plus. Since I know the memories now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a C minus if we just rush it and see how fast I can do it. Yeah. All right, so it gets us to the third counter, the first boss, and um, beefy guy, beefy. Um, what is this? It's a knight, a hive knight oh, boss. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. has the void 
light abilities. He has a void overshield when you go to start DPS. So um, here you're not doing anything. Very, it's very similar to opening encounter. Um, you got to kill some ads, unlock deep sight, know what uh, hive symbols to go down underneath the water this time again to um, to like clean that ruin. And then responds a wizard up top, kill that wizard, deposit. Uh, what was the buff that you get, Fox? Vestige of Light. Um, yes, Ass Kicker. Yeah. So um, you got to do that. You got to do that three times. You got to get three vestiges and deposit those. And um, then you start DPS. And uh, this boss is kind of rushing you. It's on top of you. It's kind of the first time. Sorry, not first time. It's the first time in a while it felt like that we have a boss that's actually on top of us that you have shotgun meta or sword meta to go to go in go on to. Yeah, Galvron was the last one, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, no, uh, the, the first the boss Wyvern of prophecy. Even. Yeah, the first boss of prophecy. Um, even the Wyvern in Inspire he gets up on you, but it's not for a while. It's not like immediately DPS starts and he's on top of you trying to shield slam you. Um, so Galron, I think would be the closest where he's trying to sword you the whole time. But, uh, this, this guy is Ekthar. He's actually, you might remember him if I, if I jog your memory a little bit here, but he's the sword of Oryx that you fight while you're doing the sword, um, quest line, the exotic sword quest line in D1. Wow. Um, he's the actual sword that you kill. That's it's a way back, way back. But, uh, obviously he gets rezzed as a loosened hive. So okay. he becomes the shield of Savathun now instead of the sword of Oryx. He's a shield of Savathun. Um, so is he, is he the homie that you kill down in the dark blade strike or whatever? Uh, that, uh, the very last part to get the sword. No, it, it's separate from that. Cause those are just swords. This okay. guy had like a white immunity shield. Um, I think he's like in a, in a weird part of the dreadnought separate from everything else. Okay. Like there's a specific mission just to get to him. And then you kill him, and he had like a like a almost a lightsaber white hive blade. It was wild, but uh, very specifically, it was Ekthar's sword of Oryx. Um, but I think he was also the hive in like the opening cutscene. One of the three hive that like the knights that kneel before Oryx, and he takes one of them. He's one of the two that didn't get taken. From okay. people are assuming, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's from way back then. Just like how uh, the Hive Wizard at the end, too, the Lucent Hive is another one of Oryx's like main people that then gets rezzed under Savathun, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. But uh, definitely a fun encounter once you figure out uh, the where the symbols are. Because the first one is just follow the leader and then here's the symbol. But this one's like you pick up the deep sight and you're like, well, what do I do now? And then I think I think it was either Ryan or Jared who said, oh, it's these ones. And I'm like, how? And I looked around and then I saw them on the walls. I was like, oh, okay. So now we got to go down and pick up the symbols underneath and that activates up top. And then I think Ryan or Jared was like, there's, there's wizards up here. And I didn't know what was going on because I was the guy going underneath the whole time. But uh, it was definitely interesting. It was nice to be able to to shotgun a boss again. I already had Acrius, so I was I was laying down the pain. Um, but I always love Acrius. Any any time I have an excuse to use Acrius, I want to do it. 
Uh, but Swords, Lament. I, like if I when I do my solo run, it'll probably be a Lament, Lament run on my Titan. Um, but uh, he it's it's cool, man. Lots of ads all over the place, shooting at you. Um, good couple of nights. Ogre to activate the encounter. He's he isn't super chunky. The boss is really chunky, but uh, it took us what like two solid like two pretty good damage phases to kill the the second like, time around, right? Yeah, our like full yeah. our full run. Yeah, yeah, and that so, was uh, like pretty pretty decent coordination, and that was on normal. I can't imagine trying to solo. I imagine you're looking at what a six to eight damage well, phase. Probably a six phase, just like a uh, Galron. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Like. Five or six. You guys have fun with that. Yep. It's going to be rough. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of enemies. Like the enemy density on that is high. So the 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 arena is basically like kind of like two hamburger buns. The bottom hamburger buns underwater, the top hamburger buns where all the ads are, and it is uh, man, there's a lot of ads. Like it, it was. I'm talking like hundred resilience, like using the rift a couple times. Never had to panic well, but you know it was uh, paying attention in order to stay alive for sure. Oh yeah, so um, definitely a change of pace when it comes to this encounter. A lot more, very close as we said, and um, but the overall mechanics is the same as first encounter. So what are we feeling on this encounter? I'm feeling better. I'm actually going to give this encounter a B because I actually like how compact it is. The amount of ads in the area, it's a, it's, a, it's pretty good. I don't know now looking at this solo. I think it's going to be very difficult maybe just do one at a time like get one symbol go kill a wizard go get another symbol kill another wizard um and slow down a little bit but going fast and loud with two people up top one person down getting symbols had a lot of fun so i'm going with a b i was thinking b plus um this is all based upon playing with you guys and not playing with randoms and soloing because that completely changes everything but playing with you guys, uh, probably uh, like an 87 B plus, you know, just barely a B plus. Some kind of moon is aligned with something weird because I'm agreeing with Ryan again. Um, <laughs> looking B plus for me here. Again, I like the lore implications that are going on here besides just the gameplay standpoint. Uh, like Jared said, it's nice and small arena. So you're just smashing, smashing guys left and right. Pretty pretty much as long as you're not down low. Um, so you, you know, you're, you're, there's lots of guys around and it's a small room. So it is, it is, you're not just sitting around bored for a while. Like, uh, like Ryan in the first encounter where you just start zoning out. Cause you don't really need to do much. Cause there's, there's, no. you know, there's nine ads for a room. That's yeah. a square kilometer. Like <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Then they, they tuck, they don't tuck the stuff away to where you can't find it. Mm -hmm. but yeah so so far we've got uh consensus d's on the first two encounters or portions and then a b 
in the in the first boss encounter. All right, then after killing that first boss, we got like a little bit of a water action and then getting back up into the drowned ship and start traversing through it, which looks a lot like Sabathun's ship like leading to the throne world uh, to me. I think um, there's a lot of that looking like, but looks pretty cool. And you uh, finally get through it, and you find out what the whole reason for this. You open up, you take, you get out of that little cave, and you're like, "Oh, they are trying to revive the king." It is Oryx down on the bottom of the ocean, majority covered in sand and coral and everything else. And um, there's a necromancer up there with a with a ghost open trying to uh, revive the old king. Um, now that, that view of walking in kind of makes the dungeon for me that first time through, seeing it, not knowing that was going to be in there. Uh, I don't know. How, what did you all feel when you walked in there and seen that? I mean... I initially, I got an armor piece and like we all did, we're like, oh, what, well, you know, what's, what's, what weapon did I get? And I saw an armor piece and I saw blank of the Taken King and I'm like, no way. Like, hmm, what's going on? And then I saw the Lucent Hive and that confused me because I'm like, Lucent, Savathun's involved somehow? Lucent Hive? And then we got to that final room and I'm like, bruh, they're trying to force a ghost on to, to Res Oryx. They're doing it. And uh, it's cool how they make you start the encounter by stopping the ritual. So you smash the ghost and then uh, Samuma is like, well, I guess I got to kill these guys first before I grab another ghost and finish this. But uh, I was like, that's that's wild. And you're looking and uh, I saw that it was him and his body and stuff. But then you see like when you kill the 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 knight near an appendage. It says was killed by like left knee or the right hand. And it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely this hundred percent just Oryx's body right here. Which is wild. I mean, scientifically it doesn't make sense. But I'm glad that it's here. <laughs> so the it was cool, way, man. Walking I mean, in that I room. I seen that Reddit post. And like if it just depends on how dense of a body Oryx is. Like if yeah. he's some kind of yeah. being where he's like he he weighs as much as like a moon, or like like a portion of a moon's weight, then like it could be thrown off in like half orbit and then get floated. He can slingshot, yeah, yeah. I think that was uh, how they did the Martian was a slingshot, but um, I wait. Isn't that um? Or is that Apollo thirteen? I thought that was a Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck movie. That was Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. <laughs> did the we hit them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We hit them all. Uh, <laughs> the, whenever you come in and you see Oryx, you're like, oh, this is, it was pretty rad. Not going to lie. <clears throat> really set the mood. Uh, this encounter took us a little bit of time to figure out. Not Not like crazy. I think our first full run 
was something what was it like two hours or something was all it took us from mm. start to finish so it wasn't like we spent a crazy amount of time but we did we were really struggling the mechanics of the fight basically is there's what six body parts of oryx that are exposed or something like that chest head two hands two knee or two legs or feet or whatever a knee and a foot yeah yeah, so six body parts are exposed. Three of those um, are selected and form like a triangle between the three points. Those are the symbols that you have to go find in three different, um, I'll say, caverns that have underwater portions to get to. Um, you So kind of divide and conquer. Everybody grabs a symbol, comes back plants to start damage and the boss has a lot of health the boss is a wizard it's floating around it teleports between areas and it's uh since it is uh a wizard you're kind of like the head's kind of bobbing and weaving and sometimes you stun lock and sometimes you don't so uh there is a little bit of you can't get you can't get close to use any sort of like sword or shotgun uh, you're doing more probably like linear sniper, um, machine gun, maybe like if you're just trying to just chunk damage and not trying to be super efficient, I'm sure, uh, there's people that use rockets really well. Um, but I think that would be a pretty high skilled approach to it in my opinion, but, um, pretty cool fight, super cool arena. Um, I would say this encounter is probably like uh, a minus to an A. Um, I like it. I like it pretty well, especially compared to other final boss fights. This feels more like, um, dare I say, somewhat of a, it feels closer to a raid mechanic than a dungeon mechanic, I would say. Yeah. So I, I really like this encounter. Yeah, a little more intuitive than connecting the dots on on Nezarak. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with yeah. that. Yeah, it do, it does a good job of of uh, of teaching you something easily. Um, the connecting the dots stuff, like figuring out how the seeds work exactly. Like we didn't get it fully figured out precisely for a couple of raids. Like we were thinking mechanics that didn't exist. We were thinking of other things that were right, but weren't right. And it's, it, this one's simple. You, you pick up pizza, you dunk at pizza. Okay, cool. If I finish the ghost, I'm the one that picks up the vestige. It says on my screen, vestige of light. I dunk it on pizza. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. But, uh, splitting up like Ryan figuring out like this, you have to look at the, the, the hive symbol through the circle because you kill the knight on the thing looking through the circle activates the the symbol on that that appendage so you know where where you need to take your symbol um it was definitely fun to figure out uh a good amount of enemy density it's going to be really scary going alone on that very scary um each individual room being very different. Like the, the wizard room is flat, but has some stuff in, in the way. So you can hide the Titan room or the night room is like a half circle ramp going up. 
And then the, the hunter room is, is two tiered with a ramp on the side. Um, so it was cool being able to kill each loosened hive dunk on each spot. Um, take down her shield and then take her out. Like Ryan said, rock people doing good job on rockets. I don't trust myself on a rocket with her. Every time I fire a rocket, she's going to teleport and that's just what's going to happen to me. Um, but, uh, she, she's a bit chunky for my taste. She's got a lot of health, even for the three of us. It took like three, three and she had like a whisper of health. I think it was like three good phases. Um, so that's going to be rough. But uh, yeah, we was also trying stuff out. Like we was like, oh, let's just try yeah. Zeno this time. Um, I think it's we're gonna quickly see. It's like it's it's gonna be sleeper for this boss for, for yeah. probably some time. Um, maybe we could get away with like somebody doing an auto loading rocket with a divinity. Then like you know, have like one Galahorn and stuff like that that probably would do really well. I think that's why I've seen like most one phases, they, they do the rocket strat. Um, but uh, overall, I think that definitely leaves room. I, if they just take that teleport away, which they can't now, I mean, I don't know what kind of time it would take for them to take away the bosses teleporting, but um, that, I feel like that's the, like the worst thing about it is teleporting. And then sometimes it doesn't teleport back for like for some time like where's the boss even at and then like damage phase could end and the boss never came back out so would you guys say that this encounter is more uh to me like mechanic wise it's similar to like war priest and kingswall yeah okay i can get that So that's about the closest I could think of like a raid encounter to compare it to you. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he does move around a lot too. Does dumb stuff so, like hides behind stones. Yeah. So rating wise, where are you guys at? Final encounter. On on this encounter, yeah. Yeah. Uh A minus and a big portion of that is actually like the arena itself that for that group. Yeah, yeah it, it's annoying that you got to be on a specific spot to, to to get rid of her shield. But after that, you can kind of move around to wherever you get a good vantage point. But the problem is she moves, she teleports to a new spot, and you might not be able to see her very well. But uh, I'll give it an A. Give it an A. There's a just killing something that's trying to bring back the taken king and using the take king's body parts to uh to take her down is is really cool it's definitely a lot of fun and like like ryan said it's it's i think the closest uh raid mechanics wise the dungeon's been in a while at least at least a while um so i'm really happy about that it's really cool so um overall We've already graded each encounter. So I think collectively we had like <clears throat> D, D, B, A. Yeah. So overall, where are you guys at? Uh, to me, this is like teetering between B, not, B minus and B. And as of now, I'm going to just give a little bump because we haven't fully experienced it all. I think we'll get better at the dungeon. 
I won't be so bitchy about it. So I think a, a B uh, would be is a good score, good grade for this dungeon. All right, I'm I'm right there with uh, with Jared. Give it a B. Okay, I was kind of like C plus B minus range, so I think I want to I think I want to stay like C plus, um, which I felt. I feel like I'm very much off of whatever the destiny consensus is, like the player base consensus. Like since Lightfall, I've been like opposite of what most people seem like. I liked Lightfall. Everybody hated Lightfall. I wasn't crazy about the dungeon. Everybody loves the dungeon. So I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my touch, I guess. Uh, maybe not losing your touch. You just forged your own path and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm good over here. Uh, like you all can yeah. be mainstream and he, and you're over there. Such a nice guy. All right. Um, so you get through that dungeon and there's some bungee rewards that you can go buy. There's a zip up hoodie. There is a title to go chase. There's some other stuff to go purchase. So go check that out. If you want some, uh, some gear to go along with your in-game triumphs. Uh, June is also Pride Month in the United States. And so, Bungie, along with that, you're going to be able to donate $10. Uh, what is it actually going to? I forget what it actually goes to. So it's Bungie dot, it's bung, B-U-N-G dot I-E slash Pride. So you donate it. $10 will earn you the infinite prismatic emblem. Um if you're a big fan of RGB or Pride or just straight up want to collect all the emblems, uh, I think this is a really cool emblem that they uh, put out for this. Um, speaking of it, emblems, oh, go ahead. It goes to the uh, all funds raised during the month of June will go directly to the It Gets Better project. Okay. So just wanted to shout that out on there. Uh, speaking of emblems, there is a new free emblem that is like a marathon themed emblem. It is, you can go to the Bungie Rewards page and type in this code JND hyphen HLR hyphen L69. So uh, nice. I did go redeem this. Um, for the most part, I am against free emblems. Um, but however, like this majority black with a little bit of lime green, so <laughs> you know me, and I have to get that. So I knew it. I was gonna if, say uh, if you didn't say it, it's mostly black. Yeah. If uh, they had balls at all, it would have been L I S T E N I N G would have been the redemption code <laughs> on that for all the listening they've done on this game to put into that game. <laughs> so. All right, um, there is new Prime Gaming Rewards, which looks like to be Emos, Ghosts, and Sparrows. And that's it from Sam. So, uh, efficient twop. Really put it together this week. Efficient. That's the nicest way I've <laughs> seen it put this. When the known issues, when there's a known, the known issues list is longer than the twab. If you take the pictures out, then there might be an issue, but... That's me. Oh. All right. I guess it's going to move us on to our three likes and dislikes for the week. 
Um, my like for the week. It's kind of tough uh, to find something here <laughs> um, because I feel right now in the season, it's kind of like it exists. But I have enjoyed playing with my wife this season in Destiny. She actually got on and played. And seeing the game through somebody that like hasn't really played it that much <coughs> makes it a lot, a lot different to look, at, take a, a different look onto the game. So um, I am enjoying, I am enjoying listening to her talk about the game through somebody that this doesn't live, breathe podcast, YouTube destiny. So um, that's my like for the week. All right. Uh, and my like, uh, I'm going to try to phrase this in a way where Ryan can still use his, is <laughs> playing old raids. So they're, they're refreshed so far. Every time they refresh a dungeon has been good. This season, it's, it's a little rough because there's so many weapons, but that's not a bad thing. It's just it's a good raid, so get more people in there. But uh, it's always been a good thing so far, them refreshing a, uh, a raid and having all the weapons be able to be crafted and, and, and getting people like hearing the guys that I, at, I work with that are like, hey, man, where are we going to play Last Wish? I'm like, dog, what? <laughs> like, for real, really? You want to play Last Wish? It's like, yeah, man. It's like, yeah, heck yeah, man. Let's give me a reason to play all the old stuff. Let's do it. Let's do it. And they're even like, well, uh, last time we went through, I didn't really do anything, but like, I want to understand. I want to, I want to know. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll make you do something. Well, like we ran it with, uh, with our boy Fred and, uh, and we, we made him hop on plates on uh, second encounter, which is probably the hardest thing to get, to get people to do on LFG is get people to hop on a plate. Other than read In that the second ball. encounter. Cause people look like, any uh, uh okay who's got crystals okay you guys okay uh who, who's 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 gonna hop on a plate and it's quiet for like a solid <laughs> 10 seconds because nobody's doing it and i'm like really really it's it's really easy guys it's it's i got first yeah. but like pro tip take you know, one or four having these you take, take one or four less. easiest ones yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah no they're they're having these guys want to play want to get in on the mechanics now obviously teaching vault is going to be hard i'm not teaching but, that one. uh i'm not yeah i'm not teaching that one but you know if they if they if they get a checkpoint and they want to learn it like we could literally just i could get in with only three of them and we can sit on a plate and i can teach them stuff that's no problem that's separate from a raid but it's cool to have that that uh that actually working out as well as it is and i'm, I'm happy about that yeah so my like is Last Wish is still very good. Um, saying that, I wish you know how like as a community, we took the like the Vow of the Disciple emblems and those were all like uniformed across everybody. Yeah. Um, the Last Wish emblems are were not. So the what the callouts that I use with you guys are not the callouts that people use with LFG. So kind of combining those can be difficult sometimes like <clears throat> cloud snake, W snake, you know, uh, yeah. bird on a branch looking left bird, not on a branch looking left. <laughs> like, you know, Sassy we have bird. Some, yeah, we have some stuff that's, uh, you know, 
I'm sure that we could better optimize those. Uh, I saw in Discord a bunch of charts getting tossed around, and I was like, "Yeah, these names are way better than the names that that we had initially." So, uh, my dislike is that in order to craft all of those weapons, forty total patterns, eight weapons, five patterns apiece, and I sat and killed Callie. For about four hours last week, like split up over two or three runs. And I think I still need 16 patterns. So, That's wild. I sat with yeah. you on one of those, on, a, on yeah. a good long one. And I only got four patterns. I only got four red borders to drop the entire time. Like I got more red borders when we ran the whole thing through than yeah. when we did it sitting there grinding it. And as much as I liked all the engrams dropping and stuff like that, I'm like, dude, it's more efficient for me personally to just run the raid through once a week than sit here for hours and hours doing. I'm basically engram farming and that's all I'm doing and keys, I guess. But like, dude, it was so it was it was so inefficient compared to like Deepstone. Deepstone was like every every three to four runs like chess. I was getting a red border. On this yeah. one, dude, you could sit there for like twenty like kills 10 or 12 and not get a single thing. Get... Yeah, That's it was wild. rough. It was rude. It was absurd, man. Yeah, and I would kind of go like eight without getting a drop, and then get two out of the next five or six. It was just kind of how it was going, but it was by far the slowest. Um, however, Cali, there you could you can get every single weapon to drop as a red border from that encounter so um that's that's my dislike is 40 patterns is a lot yeah i was yeah. a part of a couple of different farming groups for cali and um one of them was like we actually did the challenge where we captured on nine plates and then kill cali and then the like the cheese way with anarchy i was part of that group too i personally like doing the challenge way because um maybe I think it was only once I got a double red border drop, but that, that, that feeling when you got the double red border drop was really, was really special. That's clutch. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I did unlock the apex predator. Um, and then everything else was like, like a three or a two out of five. So definitely more last wish in the future for me. Yeah. An hour in, and I didn't even know you could get apex or the sniper from Cali. Like I hadn't seen them. I hadn't, or even the auto rifle. I hadn't seen a single one. And someone's like, Oh man, I finally finished my, this. And I'm like, I, I put in chat to Ryan. I'm like, wait, you can get apex from this. And he's like, you can get everything. I was like, dude, I haven't seen half the weapons at all. I still have zero sniper red borders. None, zero, nothing, not a single one. I hadn't seen, I hadn't even seen a regular one, but uh, yeah. So my, my dislike is still the banana grind the amount of percentage you get for a win for a full set is 4%, which means you have to get 25 wins to get that gilding triumph done. And that is too much because if you're matchmaking the whole time, you're not going to get that lucky. Like if, and if you're really good, you're just, you're getting the tough games and it's too sweaty. Like, I was in there all day today 
after doing some stuff. I was in there for let's let's say a solid. I think it was okay. No, so it was it was twelve is the third, right? The third uh, challenge is to get to twelve games total. So out of twelve games, I won three. Which, if that keeps going, that means I need to play that amount of games. What is that? Three. Do two, losses uh, count? <laughs> no, you have to win. Oh. Yeah, if it was like so, a loss gives you two percent and a win gives you four, I would oh. be more inclined. This is that same. Remember that gambit problem where like you had to get a win, and this was oh, to, it was to, like win fifty this was matches to get, or something yeah, wild. It was like win fifty matches, and losses don't count for anything it feels exactly like that and it's it just gotta it's, get good dog. it's so heartbroken dog i mean if, if i'm good i had a 5.33 on the last match and we still <laughs> lost i'm like i don't know shouldn't, how much uh, gooder i can get <laughs> shouldn't uh theoretically budgie would want you to play 50 games because don't they want to keep you at like a 50 percent win loss isn't no. that their goal with matchmaking is to keep you at? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you skill. feel like you can win. It's the, the whole gambler thing. As long as you win a, a like a bit of the time, you or like even if it's a minimum win, you still you're still in there. Yeah, it's almost but, like uh, skill no, based yeah. skill based matchmaking doesn't work in Iron Banner, and that's what's that's what's in there now. So, God, it's horrible, yeah. man. I'm scared. Uh, my dislike is unable to join in on inactivity for deep dives. So um, I was in comps. I was like doing the rundown for it for the podcast. And my wife was playing and she goes, the people quit. And like, they just like, there's like the one of them doing bad. They just quit. And, I, and then I was like, you know, they're not going to be able to join back. And so like, she was just left in there alone in a deep dive and, and Bungie won't put anybody else into the game because joining in progress is disabled for a matchmaking activity. Which is just ridiculous. Like, there's no reason for for that to happen. So that just shouldn't be that just shouldn't be a thing. I saw people complaining on the internet today that if people don't act, if people don't go to Toland, then they're leaving those activities. Uh, so maybe that's what happened. Yeah, complaining maybe in not. the echo chamber is really going to help the problem. Right. Yeah. Complaining in the one place where everybody that reads it is people that are going to grab Toland. <laughs> this yeah. is really going to like, just type it in the chat. You bums like I do. Toland's over here. Come grab it. You know what I mean? It's not that difficult. Yeah. So I feel like that stinks, man. That's the stuff that makes people want to, that's the stuff that makes people quit playing yeah. that kind of stuff right there. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, weapons breakdown. So uh, Iron Banner is this week, so we got uh, two weapons to talk about there. Be kind of fast about these. So the first is a uh, pressurized precision, which is a strand adaptive frame fusion rifle. So uh, actually kind of important to have one of these probably around. So PVE, I'm looking at arrowhead break, accelerated coils, discord with hatchling, or auto-loading holster with vorpal. For columns three and four, Discord man, this 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 perk, getting the kill with another weapon and then switching to it, we like when you get kills with it, it just refunds that round. So like I'm thinking like this is perfect for a double special build, 
So like you get a kill with your like if your shotgun grenade launcher in that energy slot, you swap to this, and then uh, you're getting you're just getting those kills back. And then you're making a hatchling, and it's gonna run off and get ki- more kills for you, um, and getting a kill that you don't even have to shoot that enemy. So I think this is great for double special builds. Uh, PVP arrowhead break. I think it gets the recoil direction up to eighty five, and then particle repeater repeater for stability. Then Fermi Planted because all the fusion people love Fermi Planted and then High Impact Reserves in that last column. So Chad, did I leave anything out on your beloved fusion rifles? Uh, anything that? Um, no, no. For these ones, uh, like Jared said, plenty, and I, I've tested plenty for the for the adaptive frames. You want stability. Um, it just helps helps recoil direction and stuff like that. You could probably for this one. Tr- drop a, uh, a counterbalance uh, mod on there and it'll, it, I think it'll almost, it'll get close to a hundred on the, the recoil direction for that. Um, but uh, yeah, high impacts, always, always a good play. Uh, firmly planted is definitely fun. Um, so getting stability as high as you can and then getting those high impact reserves. Cause like, like I always say on fusions in PVP, you will always have high impact reserves procced as soon as you spawn in. Always, especially on an adaptive, because the the ammo is a, a, even a little bit bigger than uh, than than the normal than a like a high like high impact one. So definitely keep the the <clears throat> the stability as high as you can and get that high impact at least. That'll be a fun fusion to use. Um, but that Discord hatchling, I'm definitely I've been looking for that because <laughs> I'm like that looks like fun. And, uh, it also, you can also get Vorpal and you can also get range finder if you want to be weird, but I like to leave range finder for the high impact fusions. Cause then you can like cross map people with it. So for, for these adaptive frames, definitely try to stick to high impact and stability. They'll be a lot of fun. All right. Then we got swarm of the Raven, a rapid fire frame void grenade launcher. Uh, it has returned. PV is pretty simple. You want spike nades, auditing holster with cascade point or forecourt. And forecourt is going to be like depending on the boss and the and the distance it has to travel. So um, that is, you know, an iffy one there. Um, so that's why that cascade point, if you're procking it with something else and you can pull it out, you're going to empty that mag in, you know, in a fraction of the time. Uh, PVP wise, I'm not a huge fan of grenade launchers in PvP, but I try to put something together if you're if you're chasing one. Spike nades, impulse, amplifier, and then disruption break. Um, I didn't really come up with something good in that last column for for PvP there. So disruption break. If you don't get the kill, you swap to your kinetic ammo, kinetic ammo, and you can just probably just like body shoot them. Don't even need a headshot, and then you you you'll kill them. So. That's what we got for weapons breakdown. I, uh, man, I remember when it came to Swarm of the Raven, the Galron raid mm-hmm. was, uh, is really important to have. Like, uh, I think that it was that one or Prospector, yeah. and there was one other that did like stupid damage. Uh, like if yeah. you didn't have a good swarm or you didn't have a good whatever the other. Whatever the other one was. There's another void yeah. grenade launcher you could get. Yeah. And, that's it, and the main reason was tractor cannon gave you like a 33% yeah. 
Void. Was it 50? Was it? It was 50. Yeah, because it, it got nerfed 50 to 33, for Void right? And then 30 for everything else. Yeah. The, the only issue is that... <clears throat> Don't forget, guys, as far as boy grenade launchers go, you can always go get Regnet. Yeah. And, you know, um, you can go like auto loading, explosive, spot. You can literally craft it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that option's there. So yeah. I wouldn't probably chase that one too hard unless you're just really nostalgic for the old days. But because you can just go get they're... down dirty and Regnet. Yeah, they're different frames, so Swarm holds more ammo because it's a rapid-fire frame, but I know what Bungie did something that even a lot of that out, so again, yeah. it's not as good as it used to be. Kind of like how Linear is like, if you have a... If the if it shoots faster, it has less impact. Like, they kind of like... Yeah. Like, you think you're doing more, but really it's not, not a whole lot of difference. I mean, I'm sure there's some difference, but let's be honest. Like, yeah. as we talk about those percentages those small small percentages matter for one day a year maybe i think for for swarm i think partially it was the the uh the frames were only barely more differential like than the fusions were at the time like way back in the garden of salvation um right like the frames didn't make much of a difference um and that they did the same thing that the the thing that they did to the grenade launchers where they actually changed how things worked per frame more to more differentiate it. They gave that treatment to fusions because they were both in the same category. We're like, well, we have these frames, but they don't really do anything because for the grenade launcher, it was just like, yeah, swarm hits really hard and shoots really fast. That's what makes it different. It's like, yeah, but yeah, the heavy, like the stronger frames don't hit that much harder, but they shoot way slower. <laughs> so it's like, like you, the, the, you have to make it a bigger difference. So, yeah, back in the day, this thing would hit like a truck and fire at the speed of sound. But uh, now it's just a small truck. Like it's like a Tacoma versus an F one fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I will say that talking about Gowron, that that boss fight was a mf'er <laughs> until you had until you had six people that knew what was going on with it like the crystals rotating through and having to pass the buff like clock i mean it that fight was i did not enjoy that fight until like we all knew it and then i really enjoyed that fight at that point but man was it was it tough for a while wasn't that that the last activision raid uh so that that raid came with season of opulence yeah, and then after that, we which had was Shash. right before Shadowkeep. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it? Well, Shadowkeep was when they we they broke off right before, split. right? Yeah, yeah. Because you remember they had the and big Vidoc, the big, the big yeah, video yeah. thing they did. Yeah, and you got the Dado <laughs> holding that piece of paper <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I we got gambling corner, Fox. All right, uh, so <clears throat> Gambling Corner, this is the section of the podcast to where we bet on stupid things in Destiny each week, and we usually find a lot of things to gamble on early in the season and in the middle of the season, and then like the last three to four weeks, we're really struggling to come up with stuff to gamble on. But the concept is we each season, we start at 10,000 Glimmer. We bet that Glimmer. 
along the way uh, each week. And if you ever become bankrupt, you then have to sacrifice, a.k.a. delete a weapon out of your vault or off of a character or whatever. Um, and based upon the role that is on that weapon, the other two people decide uh, how much you buy back in for at that point. So if you have, a, let's say, a gun that is no longer obtainable, you know, that's that has a god roll on it, that's going to be worth much more than, you know, just a, a crafted weapon to level 10, right? So uh, the more it hurts you to get rid of it, the more money you get to buy back in. Uh, that doesn't happen very often, uh, but I'm, I think this season is going to be the season one of us are going to go down. So I've been on a, a crazy streak on this. Um, I, I think I I think this season is going to be a bad season for me. It would be my guess. Uh, so we started off last week. All of us had 10,000, it being the first week of the season. And the bet was we all had to guess on the total amount of deaths in the new dungeon. We all threw 2,000 in, winner take all. Um, the We really sucked on this one. I'm just uh, throwing that out there. So I bet uh, Link, uh, special guest Link, the guy who does our theme song, who was with us last week, his uh, bet was 20. If Link won, we all had to delete a god roll, I believe was how that was going to work. So I bet 21 just so Chad would uh, maybe agree to play with that because Chad hates this sex. This is his least favorite section of the entire podcast. Uh, I bet 21. Chad O bet 31. Jared bet 32. And our total deaths were 54. I want to say, yeah, 54. Um, So we sucked. Jared won. So Jared uh, is sitting at, uh, where are you at, Jared? 14. Mm-hmm. And Chad and I are both at eight. Um, we also have a bet out currently. Um, uh, 1,000 ante to the first to get the dungeon exotic to drop. So Jared, if you'll take 1,000 off of, uh, actually just, make a note that we haven't paid out. We haven't taken that off of our thing yet there. Okay. Um, and then uh, this week uh, we have a little bit of odds on this one. And this isn't going to be an anti bet. This is going to be bet whatever you want. Uh, I will say that 1000 is the, the minimum minimum bet allowed 1000 glimmer. Um, and that is, Will anybody get the dungeon exotic to drop before the next weekly reset? So odds on that. Yes is plus 200. So if you bet uh, 1000 glimmer, that's going to pay out 2000 glimmer. Um, And no is minus a hundred. So at that point you're going to have to, uh, it's basically even odds. If I bet a thousand, I win a thousand. So, um, what do uh, you guys say and what amount? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to go 3K on, yes, somebody's going to get it this week. Uh, uh, as long as y'all better be out there uh, doing your Bosch clears, which probably will just get a Bosch checkpoint and do two more clears knowing us because <laughs> <laughs> that's the counter we enjoy the most. So. <laughs> 
Chato, what are you thinking? Um, <clears throat> so we're we're putting money on on whether we think we're gonna get it or whether we oh no whether we it, think if we're anybody gonna, someone's gonna it. get it or not. Um, I'll put a thousand on no. Jared unfortunately took the exact bet that I had planned on making on this. <laughs> like literally the exact dollar, the exact glimmer amount and everything. Um, I do. Th- I have seen a lot of people that have it. So I think that like the drop rate on it's pretty decent. Plus I know that we all have what two, two buffs mm-hmm. to increases yep. our chances to get it. Yep. 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 Master and so, the collectibles. Um, I want to. I guess I'll put two thousand on yes. It's gonna be my bet on that one. I would have done three thousand, but if I lose three thousand, I'm gonna be hurting real early <laughs> in the in the season here. So, uh, so that means we have two two bets out right now. Will somebody get it this week? And um, and then obviously the ante as to 1000 from everybody, if you're the first one to get it. <laughs> so I, I assume if, if, uh, two people get it, we just split that. If they get it on the same run, I say that's fair, right? Yeah. 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 Or we can do rock, paper, scissors. I'm fine either way. Flip a coin. Um, Okay. That's what the drifter would do. <laughs> yeah, his dirty coin. He gets to turn out whatever he wants. Nah, you know, if you had one, you'd do the same thing. True. All right, that takes us to lore. Chad, what's going on this week? Oh boy, um, this week we are finishing off the armor set, so we're going to be talking about that, and we're getting back into basically Sloane's diary here. We're starting out with the chest. Day 92, take and live. Sloane deftly maneuvered across the open ocean floor together with her ghost. She chased the pyramid signals across Titan, but arrived too late at each coordinate site. They'd encountered nothing more than further wounds in the fabric of reality, slivered glimpses into the moments held in Titan's memory. Occasionally, discarded shriek cores littered a site, evidence of a ritual gone cold, but not so cold that Shogakon couldn't detect fragments of resonant residue that drove her scanners haywire. More than once, Sloane had found a clutch of disoriented fallen scattered around these wounds, some in a stupor, mostly driven mad. Shihan said that brain patterns were fractured, synapses burnt into conflicting circuited loops as their collection of experiences had been dissected and left disparate and apart. But Sloane felt drawn across the barren seafloor. To each new sight, shrouded in sunless shadow, something cut through the dark guided her as if, as if she drifted behind a rogue wave. We're almost to the next sight. Let's pick it up. The methane flowed over Sloane's armor in a slick slipstream current that left a long tail of particulate floating in her wake, agitated by oxygen bubbles spurting from her mask. Chihan followed close behind, sweeping the area with light beams that dissipated over the vast, featureless depths. Resonant pyramid energy, neutrino dispersals, and some kind of quantum entangling. That's the best I can make of it. 
the pyramids moving again. The sight seemed quiet on the surface. Sloan glanced over a sea cliff and tapped Shihan, who had been leering out of the expansive dark ocean as if she was tracking something. You ready? The ghost turned to Sloan and hesitantly tilted her shell into a nod. They killed their lights, allowing a bioluminescent coral around them to illuminate the path down to a newly split-open gorge infested with taken corruption. Sloane swapped her visor to a thermal-targeting overlay and slipped over the edge of the chasm. Tendrils of taken malignants flowed from the split ground beneath her, dancing in the methane-like noxious filaments. The fissure looked large enough for her to finagle a suit, her suit through safely. Sloan glanced over her shoulder and held up a hand to Shihan. Watch my back from a distance. Uh, no, I can fight. Fallen, Hive, and Taken are all over this sector. Lie low on this one. If something goes wrong, it can't go wrong with you. Get me? She landed in a small cavern where a tangle of Taken threads writhed around a decrepit hive sigil of resilient witchcraft. Whispers spewed from the sigil, wrapped around her mind, coaxed her forward. She reached a hand sit toward the sigil. Methane burst around her like death charges as Taken Blights manifested a small detachment of soldiers. Sloan spun, her fists crackling with lightning, her fingers weaving her arc light safely through the methane around her. She charged the first of three Blights, thrust her dodging incoming fire pinged by her HUD. She broke through the Blight screen, planted her feet, and threw a lightning punch like a gauze cannon, atomizing the Taken and the Blight itself. Her power suit carried her fulgurate fists from hostile to hostile and rising truculent battle fervor. When the cavern quieted, Sloan turned back to the sigil and called Shukhan down. I can hear the taken through the sigil thing. It's like they're broadcasting out loud, not in words, but their proximity like sonar. Can you tap into it? Shukhan's concerned response was muffled by an intrusive thought echoing from somewhere far off circling the sea around her and draining off into her mind. Take. Live. Sloane thought the ocean shelves, crawling with the pyramids' minions, their rituals and corruption sinking deeper into Titan's mantle of the day. Of the Arby's, they threatened to summon of what they searched for in the deep. She thought of the fallen who had no way to flee, shocked into madness by the reality-wounding waves that swept over, Titan like a gray matter line a terminator of experience via suspension within. With this foreknowledge of her enemy's plan, maybe she could be a step ahead of dusk. Take. Live. Sloane stepped forward, dazed, her mind drowning in the ocean's dangers and gripped the sigil. The rippling, taken energy immediately backfired into a blinding burst of energy. No! Shihan dove forward in horror as taken tendrils twisted around Sloane's armor and dragged her to the ground. Sloane! As tendrils buried themselves into her flesh, Sloane heard a new voice, clear as sirens in a storm. Warrior of the sky, you are known to me. I accept your challenge. Day 287. A rising pressure signaling imminent danger. There's nothing to hide behind, Sloane laughed sardonically over comms, annoyance building in her voice. She made a point of spinning in the empty, expansive ocean, exoskeleton encased arms out wide, before turning to her ghost. They'd been walking through desolate nothingness for days, tracking the next sight. We need to keep hitting them. It's been over a year of chasing pyramid waves of, of the blight. You're getting worse. Jihan's shell cut like fins through the methane. And there is something out there that's been trailing us, or ahead of us. I know it's something old. 
Sloane's voice was flat. I told you. I think it's been talking to me, or more like thinking at me. Silence hung over them for a moment before being swept away by the current. Oh, is it now? Care to share more about that? The ghost asked with restrained frustration. Whatever's out there, I think it's guiding us, or trying to see if we can trust us. If we're compatible? Oh, that's a good and vague. You're sure that's what it wants? Because we have a hive god chasing us. We don't have the luxury of guessing wrong. It's just a feeling, not really my thing. But my gut tells me it's well-intentioned. Zivor Wrath, on the other hand. Shihan dropped onto the seafloor sand. That's what we've been following? Your gut? You think you can charge into a fight after fight on a feeling and keep walking away? Isn't that the idea? I'm effectively immortal. Sloane stopped, turned, and shook her head. The suit's wearing. Rations are... Look, we need to finish the mission while I'm still in fighting condition. Titan's gone, Sloane. Shihan rose and drifted past her. What happens if you die somewhere too dark to drag you back? Have you considered that? This coming from the gung-ho ghost taking on a whole hive army while she's wearing a set of shaving razors. Sloane chuckled to herself. Seriously, are you expecting to live through whatever this is? No, I hoped you would. The firm lines of Sloane's expression crumbled for an instant. That was unlike them. She shut her visor, cleared her throat, and turned to continue marching. No more fighting for you. That's an order. But that's... I was saying that to you. Hey, don't walk away from me. Sloane stopped. The heavy metal around her boots sank in the, in the silty seafloor. I'm not... There's nowhere to walk away to. That's my point. Sloane jabbed a finger at her ghost. I'm not starving to death for an eternity just to turn out like the psycho that runs Gambit. If I even make it that far. But you don't have to worry about me. Let me be useful while I can. Then move on when it's over. Shihan whirred in a thought for a moment. I don't want to make it without you. We don't get to choose that, Sloane straightened her stance. If you can't take it when it hits you, you go out and hit it before it gets started. Sloane raised her visor and met Shihan's stare. That's the best plan I have while I'm still walking. You have a better one? No. Then let's get to work. Day 402. You wear my banner. Zivu Aroth. Sloane knelt, unable to stand. All the weight of Titan's ocean around her was nothing compared to the pressure of Zivua Roth's will pinning her down. A horde of gnashing hive bore lipless smiles around a single taken knight. He stood tall before her, brandishing a gleaming blade that anchored an oppressive terrace of sharpened obsidian. The terrace loomed over their heads. A voice cut through the gnashing, eager tone like running blood. Soldier of the sky, your strength wanes, your strategy too obvious. You took without claim, and now I claim you. The sky drawn to fall, once more pinned by night's blade, summon your meager light, your sky tether. You are defeated. Zivu's voice rose from her projection, bloom, booming from the black terrace with laughter like screaming fe fear. Your bearer needs you, ghost. Be brave. Sloane felt needles of intent thread between the gaps in her armor, hook into her muscles, and slowly peel away the power suit's deep-set rivets from inset bone, a violent unraveling to a slow and painful end. Shihan watched the torture from a rocky concealment, razors extended, waiting for an opportunity to strike. Minutes felt like hours, but Sloane clung to life in a cloud of crimson-tinged mist, delirium and agony 
fogged Sloane's mind, but an offer pierced through the cacophony of war. She heard it in her mind as if she had thought it herself. A broken promise. Bond? Live. She considered the offer. Shihan rushed forward, unwilling to watch any longer, whirled through a swarm of thrall with her blades. If she could just reach Sloane, if she could cut her free, Zivuo Roth shrieked with wedded laughter. This morsel is mine to consume. The lances of pure onyx thrust through the seafloor to impale the little light. The terrace bulged and surged forward, swelling as if to burst. For a moment, Shihan believed Zivuo Roth would burst through the black terrace herself, wielding a blade in corporeal hand. War's presence emanated with such strength. Instead, a gargantuan serpent crashed through the projection, snatched the knight into its cavernous jaws as it surged by shattering the terrace's connection to the knight. Eruptions of soul fire swallowed the terrace and branched through the methane as the projection imploded on itself. The serpent dove, its enormous form overtaking and dwarfing the crumbling terrace projection. It twisted above them, unfurling a portion of its tail to sweep aside scores of hive with ease and sending plumes of sediment into a thick, obfuscating fog. Sloan collapsed, and Shihan rushed to her side, cutting through an acolyte before it could raise its shredder. We need to go. Get up! Shihan exclaimed and began stitching Sloan's gushing wounds and mending bones where she could. All around them, Hive fired wildly into the sea, the soul fire pops of their deaths spurring tiny, muted explosions as each reacted with liquid methane. Before Shihan could get Sloan to her feet, the serpent slammed down in front of them, belly first, and shielded them from retaliatory Hive salvos. Shihan darted in front of Sloan, razors ready against the giant beast, but the serpent simply looked at the titan, its massive eyes spanning more than three of her shoulder to shoulder. Once more, Sloan heard the promise in her mind, bond, live, and so they struck in accord. So that's how they met. She saved her from Zivu. But uh, we'll see where that takes us from there. I'm going to I'm gonna check the weapons. I don't know if they have lore yet, but I'm going to check them tonight probably. Um, okay. And if not, we have dungeon lore that we can start getting into. So uh, we'll see what happens next week. Um, it'll either be the, the seasonal weapons or the dungeon armor weapons, depending on, uh, depending on which lore is going to be going on. So we'll, fi- I'll figure that out. All right. I think that takes us to the mailbag. Um, thoughts on the season thus far. Um, um it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's saving it for me is the fact that there is no pinnacle grind. So I don't have to do things. Saving it or actually going to kill it in the end? It might kill it for a lot of people, but I'm enjoying it. I slept last night. It was great. I didn't feel the pressure of having to sit here and monotonously play three Nightfalls and then three games of Gambit and then three games of Crucible and then switch to the Pinnacle Mission and blah, 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 blah. Like that stuff annoys me. So being able to not have to do that and, you know, get some sleep and be rested for when we're going to play as a group, um, it may slow down my gameplay, but overall I feel better. So I'm happy about that. Mental health first. Mental health Mondays, baby. Um, So... Do you have to be, so we're all at pinnacle cap on all characters, right? <clears throat> so, yeah. and they changed grandmasters to where you don't have to be 
plus 25 over the hard cap, right? Yeah, you got to be plus five. I believe so. If you're at panel, cap, yes. you got to be five over. Oh, cool. So, like, obviously, I want to finish my season pass, right? I want to get my level 100. But um, outside of that, I don't really have to race that, like, seven-week bounty grind to get to, like, the 122 or 115 or whatever that magic number is to get to the plus 15 on your artifact power. So uh, I do quite enjoy that. Um, Luckily, the Grandmasters at this point, there's nothing that's like, there's nothing difficult enough or that's keeping me locked out, but that I have to race to that that number. So I do like that. My big fear, knowing myself, is that come like 22 days left in the season, I'm going to be like a season pass rank 70. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to have to really, 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 really push myself to grind those things out. So that is my biggest fear. Um, we kind of already talked about a grade for the dungeon as far as question twos, but where does it rank amongst the other dungeons? Uh, I would say somewhere in the bottom middle. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's definitely not one of the favorites. Uh, so I, I got my, I know that we've done this before, but I've got like the dungeon report thing pulled up here. So we got, so let's do it this way. Is it better than Shattered Throne? No. I'm going to say at best it's even with it. But probably not better. I found our old list. Okay. What was our old list? Uh, number five was Grasp of Avarice. Number four was Pit of Heresy. Number three, Duality. Number two, Shadow Throne. And number one, Prophecy. All right. So, so we got to add Spire and the Watcher. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Spire better than Duality. Okay. Fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can agree with that for sure. Okay. Ghosts, I liked it better than Pit of Heresy. Yes. I'm not sure I liked it better than Grasp or Shattered Throne. It's about even wherever Shattered Throne is, that's about, I have it slightly below Shattered Throne. Okay. So Shattered Throne's two on our list. So, so do then, I like it better than Grasp of Avarice? I think I like it Avarice worse was, than Grasp of Grasp Avarice. Grasp last. Is last on our list. Grasp was last. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was below pit, yeah. Because how slow that um, cannon encounter takes. Yeah, that... It, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is That might be the worst encounter in dungeon history. <laughs> all dungeons, yeah. <laughs> that cannon encounter. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would say it's... Like, if you had three tiers, it would be at the very top of the third tier, the very bottom of the second tier. That would probably be how I would rank it. To me, it's not better than duality, but it's better than pit and grasp. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. We can leave it at that. Uh, which seasonal question three, which seasonal weapon is the most important to craft? 
Hmm. I've got three of them done. Really? Yeah. I've Dang. got uh I've got the the taken spare rations. And I think the shotgun and the submachine gun. Jesus. Taken How? taken bug out bag and taken was that last man standing? Is that the Yeah that the shotgun? Last man standing. Shotgun is until mm. return. The yeah, one. I was just thinking of the yeah, the regular oh, okay. the regular version of it. Before they reskin the reskin the reskin <laughs> for the taken version. Uh I don't know. I'll be honest with you, I think uh taking spare rations kind of sucks. I'm just gonna say it. I'm you know what? I'm gonna say season the one weapon you should try to craft this season is gonna be Apex Predator from the last wish raid. <laughs> that's kind of a cop out answer, but that's what I'm going with. It is a cop-out answer. I'm going to go until it's return. Uh, Auto-loading holster with like cascade point if you don't get one. Because I think if you pair that like with Acrius, um, it can be pretty amazing. Little um, No backup plans built. DPS for uh, that first boss of Ghosts of the Deep uh, could be really good for that. So I'll go. It's my choice. Um... I don't have one. Um, I, I'm still too early. I'm getting a even distribution of all my red borders. I feel like I'm getting gotcha. each one in a row, and then the next. So when you said I have two complete, I was like, "How? I I don't have even have one of them complete, at three sir. yet." I, I that's not possible. How I mean, many? That, that's that's absolutely not possible. How many? I you know how many of those uh, season of the deep engrams I got farming Cali. That I just cashed I've in for weapons. That. Oh, okay. You cashed them in. I didn't do that. Yeah. What I else are you going to do with them? Well, I was waiting to get deep sight. I got deep sight this week, so I've already started buying the deep sights. So you I'm got cash, one. Cash you spent later. four on one of them. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then how many I'll, more I'll do you have, in. though? Because I think I was trying to see if there's a cap. I think 99 is the cap on the engrams. I don't think you can get any higher than that. Oh, bad for you, son. Spend them. Not you're like me playing Final Fantasy, saving all these items, and then I beat the game and have a That's full list. Of, I might need those Phoenix Downs. Right? <laughs> you might need those elixirs and mega elixirs. Uh, <laughs> number four. Are you planning to play Diablo four or any other game that's coming soon? I think this is the season to play other games, fellas. Um, uh waiting on that Zelda game. Have. We're going to have a lot of time. My wife, bought, my son finally talked my wife into buying him Super Smash Bros. on this Switch. So, um, Ooh. that I've if got you to ever want him to the, stop playing, I'll kick his butt a couple times and he'll stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't got to play yet. He's been at Grandma's. So, okay. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've got probably eight more hours on that game, maybe 10. That's one game I want to beat this season. And then I've really thought, I've really considered doing this, uh, doing like a, like a Friday fantasy or something like that to where I just play like three hours on Fridays for 
through those Final Fantasy games, the old ones, that the pixel remasters, because most of them you can crank out in like 15 to 20 hours. But uh, we'll see how that goes, because Friday nights, a lot of time is raid night, and I don't want to miss my red borders and that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But no, I'm not a Diablo guy. I played Diablo 2 when I was like 10, but that's about it. It's really thrown us off, like not doing raids at the start of the season that we normally do for Pinnacle Grind because we're finishing up our red borders. So, like, we haven't ran Moon of Nightmares this season. I know. And I need like four more runs of that. Like, I, I need like eight more patterns out of that raid. And I have them all. I need a, I need a bunch. I still need, I still need King's Fall red borders. So, mm. yeah. So, no plans for Diablo sad. 4. Um, Starfield doesn't come out for like three more months, I feel like, if not more. Trash. So, um, dude, you I feel so bad for you because you're going to be so sad that that game sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, that's so be it. I, I feel so bad for you because there is not a chance that game is good. That game's running at 30, dog, and you're going to have to just deal with it. If it's running at 30, like, I'm not playing it. Like I'll wait I'll wait for it to get the sixty patch and play it later when it's I can get it for twenty or thirty dollars at that point. But I know how you are. Like it's gonna come out at thirty. I'm not playing a thirty FPS game. This won't do it. There we go. You so, heard it here first. Um I do have ESO downloaded. And my wife has convinced me to log in every day to collect a daily reward to like Basically, just you'll be able to just buy your way up and just be able to play the game pretty easily at that point. So that's what I'm doing. Um, other than that, I imagine an Overwatch kick is about it's coming around. Yeah, uh, one of my buddies that I hadn't talked to in several months hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, have you ever thought about playing Final Fantasy 14?" And I was like, <laughs> "If you would have caught me like five weeks ago, probably could have got me, but." Not not with a new season, like seven days, eight days in. All right, uh, question five, then let's shut this down. Uh, no riddle this week, uh, but I do want everybody to go to Twitch and go to Games Done Quick. Uh, this is the Summer Games Done Quick. This is a seven-day, 24-hour day a day, so... Uh, you guys can do the math there. Like a, I don't know. It's over a hundred consecutive hours of people speed running video games that most of us grew up playing. Saturday looked to be like a really big day. <clears throat> Usually Fridays is when they do their Mario, all the Mario games. If you're into that, and then Saturday I call a, saw a couple of those. Uh, oh, what's his? Uh, the guy that wears the green uh, Link and uh, Zelda couple of those Zelda games uh, thrown in there. And uh, uh, I want to say Ocarina was on there. I saw Elden Ring was on Saturday. So Saturday and uh, maybe Mario 64 might have been on Saturday too. So it looks like they've kind of got Saturday set up to be the big day. They raised money for a really good cause that I want to say is cancer related. Wouldn't swear to it though. It's been a minute. I haven't got to watch much this week because I didn't know it was even happening until today. And uh, I'm very upset about that. I was just browsing the YouTube and I saw they had like six videos uploaded simultaneously of like the last six games that have been going. So I went over. It's live on Twitch. 
games done quick. Uh, I'm not Ryan Fox. I'm the Destiny Bad Boy, the original Destiny Bad Boy. Jared, Chad, I appreciate you guys this week. Appreciate you guys all the time. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Let these guys sign off. Hey, thanks for listening. Um, if you want us to improve the pod or like shut up and talk about a certain topic or never talk about one again, let us know and also tell us um, if you want to be involved in Gambling Corner somehow. We might better do something in Discord so other people can follow along. Um, but uh, just let us know. Yeah, and if you have any uh, any particular lore questions or anything like that, definitely send them to us on 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 the Twitter through the Discord, what, however, however, and whatever you want to do. Or if you just want to do dungeon runs, hit us up. We 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 uh, we want to play dungeons. We want to do raids. We're all about that. Go Cats! Love you guys. <laughs>